Hello, everybody. Welcome to the newly branded Trolling the Paint podcast, an NBA podcast with me, John Lugo. And even though I'm introducing this, we have a permanent trio now. Joining me face to face, my old roommate missed basketball so much he wore sneakers to the beach. It's Will Darnell. <laughs> That's a rude call out, man. <laughs> I made fun of that for weeks. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's awesome all... that you remember that. That's a, that's a rude way to start, man. And uh, we have our long-range correspondent from Washington, D.C., who definitely doesn't send photos shirtless showing us his abs, Trent Johnson. Yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud. That's all I can say. I've been on a journey, okay? And I wanted to show you guys progress. And, uh, yeah, so I have a long way to go. How long have you been working at that? What's What's your routine? Oh man, I don't know. I work out four times a week now. Um, this is Ooh. really boring. Yeah, this is a really boring conversation. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants, nobody wants to hear about like your routine. Like, in fact, that's why I've learned. Yeah, like, I as soon really as you, don't want to. Hear as soon that. as you start exercising, like you're like automatically like, from then on, you're not allowed to talk about exercise. Ever. I'm just really glad that you don't put it on Instagram every single time you lift weights. No, and that that ab photo only showed up in my Facebook messages and not on Instagram. <laughs> It, well, we're all kind of on a health kick. You're do, you have your abs thing. Will's eating better. I started. I have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the reasons why we're rebranding the podcast. I don't have full blown diabetes. <laughs> I just have pre diabetes. I definitely can't drink big red anymore, though. The no diabetes. soda for Will. <laughs> I'm like Mac. I was uh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> do, you, do you just take the insulin and just shoot it straight in your stomach? And I was cultivating mass, and now it's time to harvest it. Dude, Mac there it is. is. I remember. I don't even watch that show, but I just saw the trailer. I saw the trailer, and I I, I sent you a message about it. But like now, Mac, he apparently Macalene, he did like the uh, God, what was that stripper movie with Channing Tatum? Magic Mike. He did the Magic Mike yeah. workout plan. Now he looks like a fucking superhero. Oh, oh yeah, weird. he's super jacked. <laughs> he went from pretty jacked to super fat, to... then super jacked. <laughs> yeah, to like. Captain All right, America. we've yet to talk about any basketball. That's how. It's but fortunately to be. for you listeners, I did Google basketball before the show started today, so I can tell you some things like when it was founded and other things. <laughs> can you tell me how many dots on a basketball there are? <laughs> oh my god, what a there random dots question. on a basketball? <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed that'd be on the Google page for basketball, how many dots there are. It was not on the Google page for basketball. It's been a, a wild summer, guys. That's like yeah. that's like one of those questions you see like the how many jelly beans is in this jar and then like the yeah. closest to whatever is right gets like the jar, I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. So basically, we're gonna go over everything that happened over the summer. Well, not everything, but the like big major ones. headlines. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize how close the season is. Like less than two weeks is preseason. Yeah, it insane. starts in like thirty-four days or thirty-three yeah, days. That's something. nuts. And exactly from this time that we're recording a month from now is opening night. Really, it's the sixteenth. Yeah. Oh, it's way earlier. Yeah. <coughs> okay, so I mean, where do we start? Um, LeBron. I mean, a lot of sh- I, don't, I, don't, I really don't. Okay, yeah. I you guess have to start LeBron. with LeBron moving to the Lakers. Should we deface him <laughs> like the LA fans have been all summer? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, how 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 much were y'all expecting this to happen? Like going into free agency, how 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 likely did you think it was LeBron to the Lakers before it happened? 
I didn't think it was likely. I, I really thought that that was just smoke and that there was no way he would sacrifice the rest of the remaining years of his career to not win anything. Anytime in recent history you get behind something that's Magic Johnson related, you're pretty much going to fail. Dodgers last year. Wow. <laughs> Random. The Astros beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Yeah. What about you, Trent? Uh, I thought it was a possibility more so because of his off-the-court stuff. And especially if you just look at the past few months he's had, like executive producing this, executive producing that. He has a show, the Barbershop Show now, and he's doing documentaries yeah. for HBO. So it kind of makes sense in, in hindsight. But at the time, I thought it was probably like 40%. I thought generally i thought that it was a possibility but i didn't think it was like the favorite or actually maybe i did what did you think i thought cleveland what did you think he was yeah what did you think he was he was gonna do i actually thought he was gonna stay in cleveland like right till like right before the reports started coming out i was pretty sure that he was just gonna stay or i thought that that was that was most likely and then i thought that there was an outside <laughs> chance that he would go to the sixers which is what i would have done if i was lebron james but i'm not lebron james so <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think that's probably the problem in my eyes is that there was really nowhere for him to go. Yeah, this was a shitty year. It was like what? either the Lakers or Cleveland. And I wouldn't stay in Cleveland because Dan Gilbert, obviously, that whole thing. Yeah, I meant shitty, I meant shitty year isn't a year to be a free agent because, I mean, really, the real possibilities was just Philly, L.A., and Cleveland. If it was any other year, it felt like it would have been like five more teams as a possibility. My thing with LeBron is that it felt like... Obviously, he showed everybody that he could still be, like, the best player on a championship team. But if you wanted to elongate the rest of his, like, prime or whatever, you know, whatever you want to say, like, I always just felt like being a stretch four, like, being a stretch playmaking four on the Philadelphia's team would be, like, perfect. I feel like that would have been ideal. But I guess he didn't want to play with Embiid because of the lane being clogged. And I guess from a basketball perspective, he Mm -hmm. just didn't see a good fit. But I thought, like, as a stretch four... Like, him being the screener and then Ben Simmons being the ball handler, like, that kind of stuff would have been unstoppable. I don't see how that wouldn't... They would have figured that out, but he didn't. So you think uh, LeBron evaluated it from a basketball perspective and decided that instead of being on the Sixers, he would rather watch Kyle Kuzma jack up 35-footers <laughs> for an entire season? I think... I don't think it had anything to do with basketball. <laughs> well, I just think that in LeBron's mind, he has never played with a big man like that and i don't know if he wanted to adjust to that in this point of his career so he figured why not just go to la where he can sort of do what he does in cleveland yeah i mean that's pretty much how i saw it too i mean it was just basically i mean he gets to the best of both worlds i mean i mean he's not going to contend for a title this year or probably the next but i mean he gets to do whatever he wants and then like a couple years later you know whenever they get whenever it is that they get their next superstar they get it back into contention and i mean by the time his run in la is over i think they're going to be serious contenders but yeah I mean, I, it's just a matter of when they get there i think it's super possible that they compete for a title not this upcoming season but this season after depending on who they get like if they get Kawhi and Kawhi is Kawhi, then there's a legitimate chance they could be really yeah. scary and also i think brandon and, ingram's really good yeah i mean i like brandon ingram i think um I do think they're going to kind of regret not trading for someone now, though. I feel like, I feel like by, I don't know, some, it just feels like to me by February when the Lakers are probably like 8th or ninth in the conference, LeBron's probably going to be like, 
fuck this. This was <laughs> trade for someone. I'm tired of relying on Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. Get me Ooh, Jimmy Lonzo Butler Ball. or Kawhi Leonard or something. Or Rajon Rondo. I'm relying on Rajon Rondo and Lance Stevenson. Oh, yeah, they someone, signed please. Rondo. Yeah. Because yeah. of his uh, playoff bump. And M- Michael Beasley. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, either way, I mean, it's not going to be, like, damaging to the Lakers, but I feel like they could have gotten more for their money's worth if they traded for someone this summer. <clears throat> so is it a success if the Lakers just make the playoffs, if they finish eighth and get swept in the first round? I don't think I don't think eighth seed is a success. I think they're gunning for four or five. Four or five seed. I don't think that there's... I don't, I'm, we're going to talk about over-unders next week. Is yeah. that when we're doing that? Yeah. So I won't spoil too much about what we think about their chances of that, but I don't... I'll just say I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah, it's hard for me to think about. The Lakers it's, hard, will. it's hard for me to think about what is a success for them because, like, <laughs> even like no matter where they end up, does anyone really expect them to, to like? How far? What are we really expecting out of them? Like, I think like what passing the first round is exceeding expectations. Oh. I I think yeah. I think for me, if. If it was just like me looking for, as an outsider's perspective, I would say them getting to the second round and putting up a fight against Houston or Golden State is a success. Like I don't think they necessarily have to win that series for it to be a success, but I think that if they compete with one of those teams in the second round of the playoffs, to me, that would be a successful season for them. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into this later, but I mean... I mean, the, the only ones that I see as, like, locks to get to the second round are the Warriors, Rockets, and Jazz. So if they can beat either OKC or the Spurs and get to the, to the second round, just getting to the second round, I think that's a success. So, uh, Real quick, are you guys surprised that Paul George didn't take a meeting with the Lakers? That's still, I, I, to me, that's still, like, one of the most surprising things of the offseason. Um, I mean... Didn't take a meeting. I don't know. <laughs> I always, I mean, yeah, didn't take, yeah, not taking, just... There, not taking a meeting was pretty surprising to me. It wasn't surprising at all to me that he resigned because I think, you know, it, I I think that I mean obviously OKC did a really good job of recruiting him all year and so and like showcasing. Well, I don't know like, what they told him or what he saw there, but whatever. I just it, don't think that anything that Paul George does makes sense. <laughs> I really don't like. He forced his way out of Indiana, and that didn't really make sense. And then he. Talked about L.A. for the entire year. He made subtle hints to it the entire season in interviews. And then he didn't even give them a meeting? I, I mean, I don't... Like, does it make sense? Are yeah. they better somehow now? I think another... Well, I mean, we don't really know because he never took a meeting. But I feel like just the fact that OKC was willing to give him max salary at three years guaranteed, like, after his, like, broken leg injury probably meant a lot to him. Because... That is a lot of money for Paul George, and you don't... I mean, I don't know if that injury has any sort of lingering effects, but just having three years locked in of max money was probably, like, enough to... On top of what was probably a year-long ass-kissing was enough for him to resign, so... (laughs) Uh, Real quick, I don't know if you guys have heard Bill Simmons' conspiracy theory on this, but it it basically goes, like, whenever Paul George initially got... Uh, traded or was about to get traded like magic johnson hit got hit with that tampering fine and stuff like that and yeah. his theory is that maybe adam silver like under behind the scenes was like hey he's not going to the lakers like it's just oh, not yeah. happening i remember <laughs> like, that so i mean the way it all went down i just don't give any credence to stuff like that i know but you have to admit the way it all went down him not taking a meeting like not even meeting with Le- like uh from all we for all we know he never even chatted with lebron or anything like that like it just seems like a weird thing to just 
not do? I don't know. If I was Paul George, again, I'm not Paul George, but it just seems like you would at least have a conversation, have a phone call, something. Maybe you just, like, hit the nail on the head, and maybe the reason why he didn't want to go there is because it's LeBron. Like, they had all those playoff series, the Cavaliers and um, the Heat and the, the Pacers. Yeah. And maybe there's, like, some enmity there where they just really, re- he really doesn't want to be in LeBron's shadow. Yeah, that's what He's I in Westbrook's shadow. Like, yeah. The, yeah, but Westbrook's a different kind of shadow. Yeah, the way that I see it is that, you know, obviously if he went to the Lakers, it was going to be a whole coming home kind of story that would have been played out. And I would, I, I'm, I'm thinking in his head, maybe he thought that, you know, it, it is he really going to play up to that just to be in LeBron's shadow? Because, I mean, clearly he's fine with being a complimentary player, so he would probably do that in OKC with Westbrook when it isn't as apparent as it would be in his own hometown with LeBron. Yeah, I guess I will say that about LeBron. It is kind of weird. He He's different in most superstars because I feel like, like whenever I remember watching Kobe play and like whenever Kobe didn't succeed, it was like, well, Kobe is, is the reason why they didn't succeed or they didn't win this <laughs> title or whatever. For LeBron, it's like his teammates get like all the blame. It's kind of it's kind of amazing, or they get a lot of the blame. Like Bosh got a lot of heat, even though he was really consistent over their entire Heat tenure. Yeah. Uh, Love obviously got shat on and pointed out, like called out in meeting after meeting. Yeah, and and even Ky- he doesn't have to worry about that in OKC. Yeah, yeah, man, Westbrook is getting all of the heat as he yeah. should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's not devolve into shitting on Westbrook. I actually thought that the Thunder were going to be better, but the fact that Westbrook had knee surgery last week is kind of scary. Yeah, do you guys yeah, want to talk about the Thunder real quick and what they did? A lot of people. Yeah, are we done with LeBron? I, I, I think it, we'll talk more about the Lakers whenever we talk about their over under because it sounds like you're bullish on their chances, and maybe me not so much. And we know about John. Oh, I'm all in. I think the Lakers are going to be wearing a yellow shirt. I think uh, I think that means he's a Lakers fan. <laughs> oh, oh. He's got to find a new team after the Kawhi thing. So. Hey, man. He's got a team. He's a Spurs fan. I'm kidding. Hey, I I'm have kidding. He's embracing the mid-range jumper. I have a team, man. <laughs> so, Only 20 feet and in, man. <laughs> the college. Three. I mean, if this was a Spurs podcast, we could have named it 20 feet and in. <laughs> that's true the Spurs should good. use the college three-point line like they have like the double three-point line like they have both yeah exactly exactly oh, okay all right so what are we moving to next uh right, let's talk about the oklahoma city dunder okay um so aside from resigning paul george what do you want to talk about uh, i mean they got rid of carmelo which i guess is the like the point that people are trying to make is that they made an addition by subtraction but they're relying on Corey brewer to be a rotational player and i just think that they got like six weeks of good Corey Brewer, and that doesn't last. Ask a Rockets fan or a Timberwolves fan or any of the fans of any other team he's ever been on in his entire career. The Rockets paid him after that one good year he had with them, and he was awful. He was awful. Oh, my God. He he literally got Kevin McHale fired. (laughs) He was part of it. He was part of the reason. Um, His poor shooting and just... I don't know. He's like one of the most overrated defenders in the league, I think, by far. Him and Ariza. He just like now tries hard. Oh, don't don't start the Ariza. I'm just saying. I'm not hating. I'm just saying he is now officially overrated. I can. I think I can say that with confidence. Corey Brewer, yeah. yeah. No, Ariza. Trevor Ariza is. Is he even still on the team? Brewer. I'm looking at the depth chart and I don't see him. Maybe they they didn't re-sign him. Who's on the depth chart? Did they sign anyone? They got Schroeder. Yeah, are you yeah, talking trade for Schroeder? Yeah, Jeremy Grant. Schroeder. They still have a Brenes, they got, right? They they still got a Brenes. The forward rotation looks like it's going to be Grant and Patterson, and they got Nerlens Noel. Patterson is overrated too. 
Patterson. Patterson I mean, was awful last season. He was terrible. He hardly played. I mean, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he had a lingering injury, and I think because he was a prototypical four, like people were counting on him to be, you know, the perfect complement to the team, and that was kind of hard to do because the team didn't really know who they were as a whole. So the New Orleans Noel thing is funny because no, no, and and I don't think ever in NBA history has a player's value dropped so precipitously as New Orleans Noel. He went from rejecting a $70 million deal to eating a hot dog at halftime and playing in like 12 games, uh, <laughs> making the league minimum. <laughs> him or Isaiah Thomas? No, him, because at least Isaiah Thomas got traded twice and teams like accepted him. You hear that Isaiah Thomas said the other day that he's the best point guard in the NBA? I mean, you got to believe. Hey, he's got to believe, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, at a certain point, that kind of belief is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I feel bad for Isaiah because he has that really uh, weird hip condition that he's. That oh, he, you only feel bad because you have the same condition. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's 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 crappy. It really and it does come yeah, out. It's it does, a hobbling injury for it sure. It does come out of nowhere too. Like it just sort of happens, and it and it's easily misdiagnosed, which is what happened to him in Boston. Like if he would have had surgery right away, maybe his career is, turns out differently. But because they misdiagnosed it, he kept playing on it. Yeah, I think the like. The takeaway from the Isaiah Thomas thing is that you should never play when it sacrifices your body for a team. Like, that's just a stupid move. Obviously, Boston wasn't wasn't loyal in that situation, as they shouldn't be. You know, they're, they're trying to get better as a team and a franchise, and they're trying to make money. Why would they be loyal to Isaiah Thomas? It was a stupid move on his part to play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I guarantee you that he regrets it now. <laughs> yeah, for Wait, sure. He is in Denver, right? Yeah, Denver. Yeah, Denver. He, he good, might, that's a good he might find in Denver because they don't play any defense anyway. Well, and Malone, backup, he had good years. I, I wouldn't want him playing over Murray or Harris. So, well, I mean, do you think he can accept being a backup considering he said that he's the best point guard in the NBA? I mean, I mean he, he came off the bench. Minimum, so hopefully. <laughs> he came off the bench for the Lakers, so I don't see why he would expect to not to do anything but that for Denver. Also, he had some good years with Malone, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 and then got inexplicably traded. Well, he got traded after Malone got fired. Or? I think it was. I I think he left in free agency, right? He went to Phoenix, and then they they, they traded. No, he him. got traded to Phoenix, didn't he? No, I think he I, I think he signed with them. No, he signed in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that was why they didn't want they didn't want him, right? Well, they had yeah. like three guards. Yeah, they, Remember that was like weird thing when they had like three yeah. point guards, and they and they tried I to play them together. I don't remember. They it was Dragic, uh, Bledsoe, oh, yeah, Dragic and Bledsoe, yeah. <laughs> And, and Thomas. Thomas. And they tried to play them at the same time, yeah. and it was the dumbest thing ever. Well, yeah. now that we have seen how good Eric Bledsoe really is, I'm just, okay. I'm just, I'm just kidding. He was getting that's, that's, got outplayed by Terry. So we, we were talking about the Thunder, and yeah. so I think that's the problem with the Thunder is there's not really anything else to talk about. The two people they signed aren't really interesting. Like, if Nerlens Noel turns out to actually be good, which he's never shown in the NBA then maybe just, that's a good move. My it, thing with Noel it's is, a low-risk move for sure. Yeah, but my thing with Noel is I don't really know. I feel like him and Grant sort of are du- duplicates. <laughs> not in the, not like exactly, but I feel like they do a lot of the same things. And if I was the Thunder, wouldn't you want Jeremy Grant as like your small ball five anyway? So I don't really know why they need Noel, but whatever. I guess it's a flyer. They'll see how he, go- how he does. And then as far as the Thunder, the, what I want to talk about with the Thunder is that a lot of people think they're going to be better just because of Melo. But that that <coughs> offense is bad, and I'm gonna say it. Billy Donovan's a crappy NBA coach. I'm sorry. I'm tired of like this guy gets a pass. I guess because that one 
series that he had with uh, when they ever they had Durant, and they almost beat the Warriors, almost, but they didn't. Yeah, they they almost beat the Warriors, and somehow he's maintained credit for that. Yeah, it doesn't make any <laughs> that sense. They choked to me. in that series. Of, weren't they up three one? Yeah, they were up three one. Yeah, and they lost. <laughs> lost the series, and somehow that is carrying him through. It, it really makes no sense, and I hear a lot of stuff on other NBA podcasts and other writings about well, oh well, Billy Donovan ran this offense in Florida, so he just for whatever reason they're not running in OKC. It's because of Westbrook. Because it was a college basketball <laughs> offense. Offense, and it's because of Westbrook. Like, and that's coaching. Like, you have to convince your star player to do the things that are best for the team, and if he can't do that. With Westbrook, then why is he still the head coach, and why does he get credit for something that he's not doing? Like, uh, why is he still the head coach? I can answer that question for you. Um, Clay the Bennett? answer to that question is that Clay Bennett is the cheapest owner in the NBA, and there's no way he's going to fire someone who's under contract. That's the answer to that question. He's going to be the coach till his contract ends. But I don't know the like. I just don't understand the strange belief that people have in the Thunder. What do you guys think about Dennis Schroeder? The Hawks, who were trying to rebuild, traded away a young point guard. What do you think about that? What does that say about Dennis Schroeder? Well, they didn't like him. It seemed like a locker room sort of presence yeah. thing. Yeah. Change the culture move. Also, I will say, like, no one talked about Dennis Schroeder essentially all of last season. He gets traded to Thunder. All of a sudden, he's like this – he could change the – Change the momentum of a playoff. Like, I see this stuff about. Like, it reminds me of like, the Eric Bledsoe to the Bucks thing. <laughs> All of a sudden, Eric Bledsoe is a god who's going to save the Bucks. Did that happen? I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, a lot of that really counts on him accepting the role because I mean he's going to be a six man. He's probably going to play, you know, mostly with the bench units. You know, if he if he can lead a bench unit to stay above water or even like extend the lead while Westbrook and George are out, then it's worth it. But yeah, who knows? I mean, is Ray Felton still on the team? Yeah. Yeah. I bet you by December, Ray Felton is the one leading the second unit. I mean, I think that there's a chance they could play together. I mean, who's their backup two guard? It's, it's a Brinus or something. You're not playing that guy. Yeah. Brinus. Also, uh, the fact that people just, I know Andre Robertson's good, but the fact that like everybody is basically like, well, they they weren't that good because Robertson got hurt. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, do you guys watch the games? I don't. I, I, I mean, he's he's a great defensive player, but he can't only play on one side of the floor. Like, I just don't understand like why like he can't play against the Warriors. Yeah, there's three the, with Robertson in the lineup that there are three three of their five players in their best lineup can't shoot, and I'm including Westbrook in that because he can't shoot. I just right. And how it, how are they going to beat any of these other teams? When honestly, it depends enough? on who that fifth guy is too. Because if it's um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. I just said his name a minute ago. The the guy they Paul resigned. George? No, the the guy they resigned. The tall guy. Ruben Patterson. No, not Patterson. The, his back. Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Grant. If it's Grant, yeah. then you have four guys who are questionable shooters. <laughs> like, cause he's like a he's like. And a the other one is Paul George, one of the streakiest players in the NBA. Right. So. Good luck with that, Oklahoma. I know you guys are real excited about losing Melo, and yeah, he wasn't good on the team, but I I think it was more than Melo. I think Melo is slightly washed, <laughs> but I don't think he's like in that like offense. Like he's a t-shirt like, that you can still wear, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like in that offense, like what is he supposed to do? There was no movement. He just stood there. Like that's, that's yeah, that's not, you're not going to get the best out of him in that scenario. All right, you guys want to move on to... Good. Let's do Toronto, San Antonio, J- John? Oh, John. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, 
<laughs> pretty devastating. Yeah, I mean, is it devastating? Tony Parker, the, right? the, the Spurs Raptors <laughs> trade, which I mean, leaves everybody wondering how are the Raptors going to recover without DeRozan now. So, <laughs> <I mean. laughs> oh. um, so yeah, uh, yeah. So, so finally, I mean, I was just relieved that it was over. So the trade ended up being Kawhi and Danny Green for um, Demar Derozan, Yaka Pertle, and next year's uh, first round pick. And, um, I mean, it was just, I definitely didn't come away with it disappointed. It was a very mixed feeling because they weren't really in a position to, you know, negotiate really because Kawhi made it very obvious that he wanted out. And, um, I mean, the only reason why I was a little bummed is because I wish they got OG Ananobi as well because I'm really, really high on that guy. But, um, but I mean, DeRozan and Pirtle in a pick I thought was a pretty good haul because, I mean... It felt because I mean it was obvious that the, that his time with the Spurs was over, and you know theoretically from there all of the trade offers they got could have gone to shit. So to come back with an All Star and a young big man who could you know play quality minutes, I thought was good enough. But I mean obviously they're not going to be as good as they were in previous years. But I mean I understand the logic of where the Spurs are coming from, wanting to make a move and wanting to stay alive in the playoff race, and I can respect it, and I'm still looking forward to the season anyway. So, I think that it's the best thing that they could have done. It sounds like this was the best package available. Demar Derozan's really good. I think a lot of people have been shitting on his trade all summer. It's like, who did you want them to go get instead? Like, I wanted Markel Fultz, but that's okay. <laughs> Because I'm still a believer. <laughs> I don't also, think that they could have gotten Markel Fultz. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he was on. I, I they think, didn't want. They I don't. Didn't, I don't think that was an option. They didn't want him. They they did have negotiations with Philly, but they made it very obvious that they wanted either Embiid or Simmons. Yeah, I, I think that the Spurs asked for too much, and so they ended up with the Rosen. But I don't think the Rosen's bad. I think that the Spurs are going to make the playoffs, even with uh, uh, Kawhi. It's not like they were going to win the championship this year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Not. So I mean. That's kind of the way I see it, you know, with the Warriors still sticking around and the Rockets, even though they underwent some changes, they're still, like, unanimously the second-best team. So, like, I mean, what th- this it doesn't make – like, why, why not just, you know, just try to be – just try to go down swinging, just try to make things difficult. I mean, if, if the destiny of the Spurs now is to become the new Grizzlies where they're never going to win anything but they're a real pain in the ass, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what they will be. Like, playing against Marcus Aldridge in the playoffs is always very frustrating. For Rockets yeah. fans, it is, because it's traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it is very, very funny that the guy who I think that I've heard the most about being the reason why Kawhi left the team, Tony Parker, left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he sabotaged the Spurs, and then he left in free agency to sign with the fucking Hornets. He was like, mm, I like... wash my hands of this. Bye. <laughs> I'd like to make it known that of all the people that left, I th- I was the least sad about Tony Parker. <laughs> I have been on the bandwagon about dumping Tony Parker for, like, three or four years now. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think... I... Go ahead, Trent. I was just say I think DeJounte Murray is ready to take the reins anyway. And he kind of did last oh, season. Yeah, and then also you guys yeah. drafted the kid out of Miami, who was supposed to be a pretty good guard also. So I feel like, you know, I think he saw the writing on the wall and was like, eh, there's really no point in me sticking around. Let me go play backup point guard to Kimball Walker for a couple years. Yeah, there, there was a Kimball reason... Walker. Kimball Walker's getting traded. <laughs> <laughs> That's there was, a story for another day. There was a recent interview where he said that um, 
They offered Tony Parker the same deal, or Tony Parker said the Spurs offered him the same deal, but you know, under the pretenses that he was going to take on more of a mentor role and let the other guys play more, and he did, he just didn't want to do that, so he went to a team where he knew he was going to play more. So yeah, especially <laughs> so good luck in Charlotte. I think he'll play next to Walker in a lot of lineups, and they just won't try and defend anyone. Wow, that's yeah. that's gonna be awful. <laughs> I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna try. To, they're they're not good. No, yeah. And so it, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. All right, so. Trent, you never gave us your thoughts yeah, on the Yeah, what do you think trade? on the Kawhi trade? Oh, I think it was a good deal for San Antonio and a really, really great deal for Toronto if he is Kawhi Leonard, like if he's still healthy. Oh, yeah, yeah. If he ends up yeah. being Kawhi Leonard, then that is, a, that, is a, that is a really great trade, even if he was only a rental because... Yeah, he hasn't signed yet, just yeah. keeping in mind, listeners, that this is just right now just a one-year contract. Yeah, so yeah. if he... Because he elevates their... I mean, he actually opens the title window a little bit. I feel like a little bit more than DeRozan was. I just didn't think that they were... They sort of run its course, right? Like, that that whole operation out there. Yeah. yeah. They had the whole Lowry-DeRozan right. two Spider-Mans thing where they were always blaming each other. Right, whereas... Least, not, not like with their words, but neither one of them could ever step up when it mattered. Whereas, like... Skip Bayless. Yeah, you're Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, which is still true. But, like, it's true in this case, though. We've seen Kawhi Leonard take over playoff games, take over fourth quarters in playoff games, play great in the finals, lock LeBron down. Not lock him up, but, like, play really good defense on LeBron in, in championship situations. I just feel like he makes them way better than they were before with DeRozan. And that's not a slight of DeRozan. I just think he has limitations as, a, as like, a lead player. Yeah. And I think Kyle yeah, Lowry's still good. And I think if you can roll out Lowry, Leonard... Anobi, some combination of Danny Green, Siakam, like that defensive lineup is going to be a nightmare for anybody, even yeah. Boston. Boston's going to have trouble with that lineup. Philadelphia is not going to be able to score against that team. If Kawhi is Kawhi, this is all like predicated yeah, on yeah, how yeah, he yeah. looks. I mean, obviously that that is the big conditional, and even even beyond that, if Kawhi is willing to play, I think he'll play. He has to play, right? You can't. Yeah, you can't I mean, he's definitely going to play. Yeah. If he refuses to play, then he sacrifices. I'm not his saying salary. that he like literally will refuse to play. I'm saying that he'll pick up a bunch of injuries throughout the course of the season, and he'll be out for two weeks longer every time than he's supposed to be. Hey, Will, I think, can you load up I think the high take cannon real quick? <laughs> uh, no, I'm no, okay. I, I, I don't. I just want to ask a question. Fair. I just want to ask a question. <laughs> okay, you okay. What's your, was, what's your question? Do you think he was injured last season? At first. <laughs> if the question is do you think do i think he could have played yes john do you agree yeah he could have played and he chose not to play and i don't think that that is like a skip bayless or colin cower take or anything i think that that is the general consensus is that at some point last year he could have come back and played and either because he was afraid like he was afraid of re-injuring himself which is a very natural fear when you haven't had like a serious injury before, especially a weird one like he had, or he legitimately just hated the fucking Spurs at that point and didn't want to play. Yeah, which is way worse, obviously. So that's another thing. Do you guys think? <laughs> but we're never gonna know. We're never gonna know the answer to that question because right. Kawhi is never gonna say it out loud. And <laughs> nor should he, if the case is that he just chose not to. Oh yeah, if it's that's the really second. Look. Either way, it's a bad look for him. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you do you guys think he will come back? Like, what is the percentage on? Like, is it more likely that he comes back and looks like Kawhi Leonard? Do you think that the injury is sort of going to be a lingering thought in the back of his mind, and maybe he never plays exactly the same? Like, where do you guys think? What do you guys think his season will look like? I hope that he comes back and plays like himself. Me too, especially because he's out of the division. I don't think it's a certainty. 
Yeah. Run wild up. Well, I don't hope for that at all. So, <laughs> so are you bitter, bitter Spurs fan? Yeah. Spurs fan John, are you bitter? I mean, I just I'm I'm not bitter, but I just I, I just am still upset that he still hasn't really said anything about it because I feel like this is a thing that could have been resolved if he was more open to communicating with the team, but he that just he just wasn't interested in that, so it's okay. But, um... I think the Spurs are going to be fine. I think the, so. I guess I should say I think the Spurs are going to be like fifty wins, fifty-two wins. I think DeRozan's going to have a great year and might make the All Star team. Although the Western All Star race is going to be like crazy crowded. Yeah, um, so it's just like there's just too many good players in the conference. I don't know if we'll make an All Star yeah. team, but I think he is an All Star. I think they they got a good return for Kawhi, especially because he was going to leave or not play for the Spurs. Like if he was still on the roster right now, going to training camp, I doubt he shows up. So no, he definitely wouldn't. It was gonna be. It was. It was basically a Kyrie situation where they had to take care of it before the season started. Who wins a seven-game series between the Raptors and Spurs tomorrow? The uh, how uh, is Kawhi healthy? Yeah. Then the Raptors win the Spurs, the series. Yeah. Do they sweep? No, I'd say no. no I think DeRozan I'd say, I'd say has more like, likely six games. Yeah. DeRozan has a revenge game where he drops like forty-four points or something <laughs> and then dunks on. So yeah. the the Raptors curse is just suddenly gone. With the addition of Kawhi, I just think it's a different mindset now that they have this guy that is was a Finals MVP, like yeah. it's been there before. They never really had a number one guy, and if Kawhi comes back at full strength, and they then they yeah. have it now. What what do y'all think needs to happen for you to feel confident Kawhi will resign with the Raptors? Mm. Man, Eastern Conference Finals like lose. I don't like, think that that guarantees seven. it. <laughs> I don't think that there is any scenario that would give me confidence if I was myself or the Raptors that he would resign. You don't think that if they went to the finals and like lost in six that he would come back? <laughs> you don't think they can pull a OKC with Paul George? He betrayed Greg Popovich. <laughs> yeah. Who's the coach of the Raptors now? That Nick Nurse. That's a thing that is interesting. Nick Nurse. Yeah, he was the assistant to Casey and then they promoted him. When oh, they okay. Casey. He has a cool name, but that's the only thing I know about him. You have to think if they knew... Or if, say they get Kawhi like right after the season's over or something. Like I wonder if Dwayne Casey still that they gets would have fired. hired somebody else, or, or that, he, or if he still gets fired. Or kept Dwayne Casey. Yeah, yeah, because it's just they hired Nurse with the idea like, okay, well we're not gonna trade the players, so we have to do something to change it. And they gave him and the then job. They suddenly fell in. You think it's a like a David Blatt situation where there's no way David Blatt is the coach of the Cavs if they know they're getting LeBron back. I don't know if there's no way that Nick Nurse would have been the coach. I just think that they would have thought about it a little bit more. Like I just feel like if you get Kawhi Leonard right away, you're like a contender again, and yeah. you might want a veteran coach. That's all. If Kawhi is the, if he is back to normal, are the Raptors the best team in the East? No, it's no, but it's yeah. Does no, that rely on close. Hayward being 100 percent, which he's been saying for like the last two weeks that he's 100 percent? No, I think even if Hayward is like. Like, I guess, like, 60, 70% of who he is. I still think they're better than the Raptors. I disagree with that. I think if Kawhi's healthy and Hayward is, like, not as good as he was in Utah, then I think the Toronto is better. Just because I don't, I just think Kawhi's head and shoulders better than all of Boston's best players, unless Tatum makes, like, some sort of LeBron second-year leap. Which I don't, I don't, I mean, I think he's good, but I don't think he's, like, LeBron second-year good, so we'll see. I don't think that Kawhi is better enough than 
Irving or Hayward or Tatum to account for the fact that the Celtics have like seven of those dudes. Yeah, I, and I, the Raptors I think have two. Enough. I feel I feel like it's gonna be another like LeBron in Cleveland situation. Like yeah, like LeBron is like yeah, Kawhi is that good, but he's surrounded by guys who never step up in the playoffs. And you're going up against the Celtics who have like six guys that can create offense for themselves. It's like you're you you got an NBA 2K19 team. Or 18 or no, we're on 19, right? Yeah. Um, and Kawhi's a 95, and Lowry's a 90, and the rest of the guys are in the 80s, and the Celtics trot out five or seven guys that are all rated 90 or higher. No. Like, Who are they? Not- obvi- they have four guys. Okay, Kyrie Irving, four guys. Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart is like a low 80s. I don't think Jalen Brown is a 90 on NBA 2K19. I think he's a good I disagree player. with the numbers, but I agree with Will's analysis. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, obviously got... the numbers are inflated. <laughs> Nobody gets numbers that high on 2K. I understand. Well, okay. They they I... ha- they have several four or four and a half star players. And sure. The Raptors have one five star, one four star, and a bunch of threes and twos. I just feel like matchup wise that they wouldn't it wouldn't be as big a deal. Like I don't who's guarding Kawhi on the on the Celtics? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Yeah, but yeah, like I don't Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown and Marcus does. Smart is annoying him every time he moves. I still think he gets thirty five. <laughs> whereas I feel like the Boston guys. I think it's a Dwight Howard magic dynamic. situation. They're, I feel they're, like that would I feel like that would be needed. I feel like that would be the minimum that Kawhi would need to average like thirty plus in a series for them to have a chance of winning. Yeah, but I think they do what teams used to do to the Magic and to the Lakers and uh, to the to the Thunder, and that you let Kawhi score, you let him score as many points as he can. He can't score enough points to win you the game by himself. He's obviously not that kind of a player. And you force Kyle Lowry and Danny Green and Jonas Valanciunas to step up and beat you, and they're not going to do you that. Guys are for- the rest of the guys in Boston are good enough. You guys are forgetting, not forgetting, but maybe just not pointing out that the Raptors bench was really good last year even in the playoffs i just think that that's something that you have to consider i don't know i just feel like they have enough i have enough of something and also like other than Kawhi, they have a familiarity with each other whereas the celtics have all these weird injuries and they haven't really come together yet and also the celtics might have too many guys and that's that could be a problem as well i'm just saying i i don't think they're better than boston but i think it's closer than some people think yeah no i mean i would agree i think that the raptors i mean that's probably going to be the Eastern Conference Finals right there. I hope it is. I don't want to see Philly again. They, I feel like Philly got worse. I mean, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, next. we can talk about that next week. <laughs> I do think that Philly got worse. I don't know if that'll matter win-wise. I think they might have the same amount of wins, but I don't think they're as good as they were last yeah. season. Yeah, so. Uh, I guess, man. lastly, do you guys want to talk quickly about Boogie joining the Warriors? Will, this is your favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't think it's going to end up being a very big deal. Uh, That's my hot take, is I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that and if they've got him on the court, they're not doing the things that they normally do. But if you think about it from a perspective of, well, the Rockets had success taking them sort of away from the things they do anyway, then why not have Boogie out there as like a sort of X factor? Because I think that he's going to end up being more of a negative X factor than anything else, and I think that the every year of his career has proven that he has a negative impact on his teams, including the Pelicans, who suddenly got good and swept the Blazers once he got injured. All right, well, okay, look, they were playing well before he got hurt too. <laughs> no, I mean they, their record is better last year without him than it is with him. Yeah, no, but that was, twice. but that was, I feel like that was more a product of like them speeding up the tempo, running Anthony Davis uh, into the ground, not, and then. And then they played well against a Blazer team that that was just a really bad matchup. But then they got immediately they got trounced by the Warriors in the second round without Curry. 
Like, for the most part. I don't know. I just don't see... I mean, some of those games were competitive in the second round. They would have. Been, I feel like they would have rather had Boogie in that series than not had him. Let me say that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, I would agree with that. I mean, especially, you know, with the Pelicans franchise, you can't turn down talent like that. Yeah. But, I mean, things changed once he got injured. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's all the perspective of what he'll do in the Warriors is just really dependent on how he looks recovering from his injury. Right. I mean, I, th- I, mean, I mean, like, even... I mean, ultimately, I think it'll it'll end up being a positive for the Warriors. I think even if he say he comes back like in January, and let's say he's just like, I don't know, sixty percent of who he was before. I mean, that's still that's still a guy who can put up like sixteen and eight that can give the rest of the team a break whenever they need it. And I think, and I don't think, and I think that could be really useful in the playoffs too. You know, because that's when, you know, the whole starting lineup is going to be playing, like, 40 minutes a game, and, you know, if Cousins can go in there for, like, 8 to 10 minutes and be the focal point of the offense, then I think that'll be way more valuable than people think. So I have three points for you guys, okay? Three points. I'm excited to hear these. Okay. <laughs> the first point is the recent history of people with Achilles injuries. Okay. Okay? I'm going to come back to that in a second. Kobe. <laughs> the second point is what is the number one issue that the Warriors have as a team? They're too good. <laughs> <laughs> and number three is Boogie's injury history. So let's start with the first one. The recent history of people with Achilles injuries. We got Wesley Matthews, Rudy Gay, and Kobe are the three highest profile guys in recent history that I can remember that tore their Achilles. Am I right? Uh, Yeah, that's fair. I, I think. Wesley Matthews is still horrible after that injury. And it's been, what, like three years now? He's not this horrible. This will be his third full season. I wouldn't say horrible. Clearly what, worse. Is he like but... 65% of his former self? 75% maybe? Yeah. 60%. I would say that on a good team, he can still be like a 7th or 8th man. Yeah, okay. Um, Rudy Gay, Rudy how Gay. much did he get back? He actually played. 70%, he actually came 60%. back and played pretty well. In his first year? His, his situation is more complicated because he wasn't putting up the same stats as he was putting up in Sacramento, but his reputation is a lot better now because he's accepted being a team player rather than being a black hole number one option. Actually, okay. I thought and he played well. Kobe, Kobe was a little old, so I don't yeah. think that we can throw I think we can throw that one out there, right? No, fuck Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe was terrible after the Achilles tear, right? I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree that he was terrible, but he was also uh, he, he was also, like, like you said, sort of just at the end of his career anyway. All right, so that brings me to point number two. The thing that the Warriors do that's really bad, that Boogie also does that's really bad. Bitch of the refs? Any guesses? No. <laughs> he does do that. They both do, do that. that. <laughs> Get technicals I would, would be an acceptable answer, but yeah. no. The answer that I'm looking for is turn the ball over. Because the Warriors have a turnover problem in general because they get loose with the ball, especially in last season's playoffs. And if I'm not mistaken, Boogie is one of the most turnover-prone centers in NBA history. Yeah, well, a lot of that is because he's been on bad or teams with bad point guards, and he's essentially been like the point center, like wheeling and dealing and shit. I get that, and I feel you on that point, but it's also because he's really loose with the ball, and he just tries things all the time. You know, just like the Warriors in general. I think that that's embracing one of their bad habits. And the third thing is, when's the last season that Boogie didn't get injured? I'll wait. Uh, Okay, (laughs) well, let me look up. Let's look up his game totals for the last, like, four years. I'm sure he's... Because he got bacterial meningitis two years ago. So he's had small injuries his whole career, right? No, I mean, it's like 25 games for that. 
Okay, but that's like a that's not like a thing you could say. Oh, that's reoccurring injuries. It's like a weird thing. <laughs> I mean, he's, uh, he tore his Achilles now. Yeah, that's <laughs> that that actually is more more worrisome just because of the way it sort of uh, occurred. Like he was playing like forty minutes a game for like three week stretch, and then all of a sudden his Achilles pops. Like that kind of makes sense. It's sort of what happened. That's well, that's what people claim the Warriors were trying to do to Chris Paul. They were trying to overrun him with minutes, and then his hamstring tweaked. So it's possible. Yeah. So that's more. We got Boogie's game totals yet? Yeah, for the well, I mean, last year obviously was cut short because of the. Achilles. How many did he play last year? Fifty. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. The year before that was seventy-two. The year before that was sixty-five. The year before that was fifty-nine. The year before that was seventy-one. Okay, so seventy-two is the most games he's played in his career. His rookie year, he played all but one. Okay, so he's missed at least ten games with as much as thirty-four games in the last four seasons. Right, yeah. He's missed between 10 and 34 games four seasons in a row. That's not that bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, it's not that bad, but he's coming off the worst injury yet. True. Do you guys think he comes back uh, soon? They said they showed a video of him dunking like was like a couple weeks ago. I think that it would be a really big mistake if they brought him back soon. I don't think they are going I mean, to, but he might be like, I want to play, I want to play. I think I the Warriors play. need to start moving and grooving before they bring him into the mix. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's crazy to think he'll be back by December. Yeah, I think that would be fine if they they have like a month and a half, two I months like of that, solid games before think, they bring him back. Does yeah, he start? I feel like that's the expectation. Does he start? I don't think that he should start. I think he'll start in the regular season. Yeah, he'll think, he'll take his eyes up Julius minutes. I mean, he's not going to start right away. I, the way I see it, it'll probably be like it'll be like a it'll be like sort of like a bell curve. Well, once once he's first playing and is getting back into the mix of playing, he'll come off the bench. Then by the end of the regular season, he'll be starting. But then in the playoffs, he'll go back to the bench to kind of do like a complimentary thing where he takes the offense off of the starters when they're resting. Yeah. All right, let's do a this or that. I have, here, I have one more okay. question. I have one more question. All right, one more question. Will the refs allow Boogie to maul James Harden like they allowed all the other Warrior big, mans to, big men to maul him in the playoffs? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. This is not a joke. No, I, I, really, I, mean, I, little... I really don't think that, that, that he'll get away with it. He doesn't get away with fouls. I'm being a little homer, homer, homerism. Here. I think the refs but... hate Boogie more than they hate the Rockets. <laughs> oh, no. They yeah, I mean, Cousins is very physical. I mean, his fouls are very obvious. So He also is, like, top in, like, guys who play a lot in foul rate, right, for centers. Oh, I'm sure. He fouls a ton. Yeah, probably. All right, so I have a this or that for you guys. Okay. Um, Which is more likely is what you're answering. This... Uh, Boogie comes back, he's full strength, the Warriors coast to a championship. Okay, that's this. That is that Boogie gets cut sometime during the season, which is more like This. Yeah, I would say this. What is the percentage? 65-35. at all. 65-35? <laughs> yeah. For it really, really works out? I mean, I think the most likely thing is in the middle, where he becomes like a, like a six-man kind of player. So, like, those two are very much on the opposite ends of what I'm thinking. <laughs> the only way I think he gets cut is if him and Draymond get in, like, a fist fight or something. <laughs> like, yeah, the only... I think that there's, like, a 15% chance. Yeah, the, only, <laughs> yeah, the, only, the, the only way I could see him... Yeah, exactly. The only way I could see him getting cut is if he's, like, fighting in the locker room. What if he's really not good and he's also a distraction? And he asks to be released? Well, then, yeah. Uh, yeah okay, I... same question, but for Carmelo and the Rockets. Oh man, I don't. Well, I don't think they're gonna coast to win a championship. 
because I don't think they're. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, I don't mean that. Yeah. But like in the Rockets scenario, it's Carmelo is redeemed and he's great, and the whole move works out for the Rockets. So or they or cut they him. cut him. But what does that hmm. what does that look like? I feel like everyone is in agreement that he's sort of washed at this point. So what does that mean to like be successful and to have a comeback? I'm glad you brought this uh, up. The, Rock- I'm just the Rockets win 65 games. Carmelo it plays six man. He averages like 18 points a game. He shoots a high percentage from three and from the floor. I mean, I think that's the expectation. I'd be surprised if he does less than that. So wow, John is high on Carmelo. I, I think that Whoa. he's going to get cut. I mean, I think he's going to be really, really good in the regular season, and then they'll have to bench him in the playoffs, and it might get ugly. Yeah, I actually think that that's the most likely scenario as well. I don't think they're going to cut him yeah. because I think he's. So you guys are high on both Boogie and Melo. Whoa, 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 like, whoa, whoa! I don't. Think no, no, like the likeliness, games. the likeliness of them of the, of the two moves working out. You're both high on them. I'm. Well, I mean, I think the the threshold for Melo is pretty low. I don't expect too much. Yeah, I mean, if if you're asking, because uh, like what I what I'm thinking is that like I think it's very likely that they both get a very high quality six man kind of player. Yeah, um, do you think that the Rockets would need to bench Melo before the Warriors? Because I don't think so. Um, uh, probably not. Uh, I don't, I don't think there's any team in the West besides the Warriors that can make them pay for having Carmelo out there until they face the Warriors. So I'm really. So do you think that's a success then, losing in the Western Conference Finals again? No, they, they won't look at it as as a success. I would say that's like the I would. floor. <laughs> I, would, I would look at it as a success. Yeah, well, I know, but I'm just saying like they did that already, so I feel like they're probably like championship or bust. That's probably the way they're looking at the season, which is why I don't think they're going to win 65 games because I don't think they're going to really give a shit in the regular season. I think that they're going to have sort of I've, we've already talked about this, Will, but I think they're going to definitely have some sort of level some level of apathy, especially in that Harden got his MVP. Chris Paul showed that he can play well in the playoffs, so I think the whole season's going to be about them just trying to make sure that they're a top four seed and that they're healthy. I don't think they're going to care about home court this year. I think they can still... I mean, I still think that they're going to be between, like, 60 and 65 wins. Without and, trying, And I, I think. I think... I think, uh, I think that's going to be because... <clears throat> I mean, I hope this is the year that it gets through D'Antoni's head that... Harden and Paul can use a little bit more of a break in the regular season. In the playoffs, too. Think, he doesn't have to play in 42 I, minutes. And I think in those situations, that would be a good time to have Carmelo Anthony as like a morale boost him lead the offense. Because, I mean, the Rockets are still pretty deep. And, you know, Anthony leading the Rockets can still, like, win you some games in the regular season. So I still think they're going to be around 60-plus. Who has a better season, Carmelo or Brandon Knight? Uh, Mellow. Brandon Knight fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Will's really high on Brandon Knight. Can you just go over that trade real quick, Will? Uh, I'm just high Carmelo, on Brandon Knight being better than the backup point guards we had last year, which was we didn't George have a backup. Johnson, we didn't have a backup point guard, <laughs> which was like seven minutes of Joe Johnson and Eric Gordon dribbling the ball off his foot repeatedly <laughs> in Game Six of the final. I will the say, Eric Gordon was really good last season in the playoffs. He just got tired, which is understandable. Yeah, the guy was playing like yeah, yeah, yeah. Minutes. yeah. So it doesn't. Brandon Knight doesn't need to be good, John. He just needs to dribble the fucking basketball. That requires being on the floor, which we don't know he can do. <laughs> okay, here's my here's my case. I actually don't know what to expect from Brandon Knight, uh, John. But here's my case for he, how he could be effective. A, he won't be playing as many minutes as he would have been in Phoenix because I think in Phoenix he was like the starting point guard. He was always like a starter getting 30, 35 minutes a game. He's only going to play like 18 to 24 minutes per game. So that should limit his injury (laughs) chances, right? Yeah. yeah, just right there. And then also, I don't. He won't. He might not even play that I much mean, because you, last season the backup, the second unit was Paul and Gordon in the backcourt. 
where as this season now you have Brandon Knight. So I wonder how they're going to divvy up his minutes, the minutes anyway. So I don't I don't think he's going to play that much. And like I said, like Will said, he doesn't have to do anything. I mean, he has to be a spot-up shooter that can make 40% of his threes, which he's been able to do in his career. So hopefully it carries over. Uh, let me see. I think well, he's actually I'm, only been a thirty-seven percent. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rounding up. He, he, <laughs> yeah, that, he's gonna give the Chris Paul, James Harden shooting. Yeah, a lot ball. of those threes exactly. It's like off of pick and rolls, off the dribble. Like now, he's just gonna be like stationary, catch and shoot, bang. Yeah, I mean, well, first off, with the injury thing, I don't think that we could look at it simply as play less minutes, be less injured, because last <laughs> year he tore ACL in the off season. <laughs> he hasn't done that yet, or a month away from the season. You know what that means, John? That he had plenty of time to recover. Is it Brandon? Knight, We're looking at things from the too? bright side. Yeah, he's like twenty-seven. Yeah, that's like and the then, worst thing. Is like how young he is. It's kind of isn't weird. he? Yeah, he's like twenty. He's twenty-seven, I think. Yeah, and then the, I think that there's still hope for the young. There man. is. There, they said the same thing about Gordon when Gordon came. Oh my God, he's injury prone. He's not. That's get true. That's a really games. good point. And then they figured it out. He's, he hasn't he hasn't had a serious injury since he's been in Houston. Knock on wood. <laughs> and, yeah. And like I said, he's and, not he's the fourth guard. Like I mean, expectations for the fourth guard aren't aren't very high. Like just go in there and like don't have five turnovers. Would you rather have him or Raymond Felton? I'd rather have Brandon Knight. The upside is higher. I I just simply because I know that Raymond Felton, although very out of shape, can at least make it on the floor. Are I you saying that Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton is too fat to get injured? <laughs> <laughs> He's There's something protecting his body. When he, he doesn't to the move ground. fast enough to hurt himself. If I if if you can if you can promise me that Brandon Knight is playing at is like is playing around 65 games, I would take Brandon Knight. But we don't know that. I can promise 55. you that. <laughs> I'll take 50, that he plays 65 games. games and all the playoff games. I actually think there's a chance he gets traded. So I also think that there's a chance that he gets traded. Yeah, I think I think what we're looking at here is they're going to realize real quick that he's not worth it, and then try to flip him for another guy who's worth it. <laughs> well, I, I just think it'll be. It's very possible that he ends up being on on the market at the deadline when the Rockets are shopping for like Baysmore, Batum, or something like that. Oh yeah. God! Please stop! I thought the Baysmore thing was over. Please, we don't want to pay Kenneth Baysmore eighteen million dollars a year. Please stop. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? He's not. He's not worth eight. I don't. I know, but I don't care. He helps them win. He helps their championship. Uh, ch- uh, I don't think he does. He's a guy I, that can guard and switch, which is what they need. No, that's I, not where we're going now. Oh, here's I think a, he's better. Right. I mean, it, he's minimally better, but I mean, you got to take what you can get. I think so he's I better be in the that. sense that. I don't know. It's really it's really depends because if you look at it from this uh, from the perspective of well, Chris Paul got injured last year, and the reason they lost because they didn't have a guy that could sort of do on a smaller level what he does. And Brandon Knight kind of gives you that if he's healthy, which is a big if. Whereas Bazemore, yeah. I just feel like he has he I I don't know. I feel like you could play him. You could play him in the Warrior series, no problem. Like he can yeah, play in that series. Yeah, who's he gonna guard? I'm asking you. He's switching. He's probably starting on Clay Thompson and then switching off. He's like 6'4". Clay Thompson's 6'5". He's five. guarding Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's 6'5". Would you rather have Harden on Clay Thompson? I don't want Harden on Clay Thompson. <laughs> I'd rather have neither of them on Clay Thompson. I'd especially not rather trade for a guy who makes $18 million a year and the only guy in the Warriors he could potentially guard is Curry, and he can't. Do you he guys? Can't hold Curry. Brandon Knight can't guard anyone either, though. Yeah, but Brandon Knight's bringing you more offensive capability than Ken Bazemore. Bazemore can guard. You're being ridiculous right now. You're like, yeah. assuming he's like... He, At least in that respect, trash. Brandon Knight has never been a good defender, so <laughs> I don't... 
I mean, okay. and Clay Thompson is six seven, and Ken Bazemore six five. By the way, well, whatever. I was still right. Guy. Still yeah, a two inch difference. Doesn't Bazemore have like freakishly long arms? Like I don't care about that. Oh, uh, so does so does Clay Thompson, asshole. I don't think they're no. I think Bazemore has like weirdly long arms. Does he really? Does yeah. he have like creepy weirdo arms? It, they mean yeah. I think so. I don't remember. The, the Hawks haven't been good in three years. I don't remember anything about Kim. All Bazemore. I'm saying is that Except if people, that he's been terrible since he signed that contract. If people are, can yeah. get excited about Dennis Schroeder for OKC, then why can't, why can't people get excited for Kim Bazemore? It's the same crap team. <laughs> They're both the most, uh, like, the highly paid players on that awful team. Like, maybe they can be sixth, seventh men. Real quick, guys, does Melo start or does James Innes start? Not, James Innes not, starts. Not, now, this is not what you would do. This is what, what do you think happens? James Ennis starts. I hope. I think Melo starts so. in the regular season. See? See, John thinks mm-hmm. Melo starts. Isn't that horrible? I don't want Melo starting. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, that's it's not horrible for the regular season. I mean, I, mean, I think I the mean, Rockets are going to be way ahead in all these games. What are, they, what are they really sacrificing by starting Carmelo Anthony against, against the fucking Magic? Here's and, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Who's going to guard Aaron Gordon, does though? He start, does he start at four or three? The four? So does Tucker start at the three? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I mean, what sw- do the labels matter as long as they're out there? Yeah, that's fair. And they switch everything anyway. I guess that's fair. Man, I just don't want to start. Right, before we go, do you guys uh, <laughs> quick rapid fire? Do you think that the uh, the Mavs are going to make the playoffs? No, no. Do you think they're going to get close? Uh, I think they'll be in that hunt. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to make. It. I think they'll be a respectable eleventh. Luka Doncic. I just wanted to mention him once. Apparently, he's <laughs> oh, like yeah. super overweight. Also coming into camp so that's oh awesome i mean he's gonna burn off all that yeah i'm not worried about it's it gonna be, it's gonna be very obvious the rest of the team is holding him down so it's okay. <laughs> um is there is there any is there any moves that were made over the summer that you don't think got enough spotlight things that you think are either underrated or overrated trevor reese's no i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean it could be something it could be something minuscule like that just something that caught your eye that you know you don't think got enough attention this is, this is a hard one. I feel like... Hmm. So you think the whole offseason was appropriately covered? <laughs> well, I mean, of course I didn't think the offseason was not. particularly interesting. Huh? I didn't think the offseason was particularly You weren't excited about the Lakers? I mean, it happened really early. That's true. I think he wanted to get it over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I think it's funny how the Lakers fans responded to it. Like, it was a bad thing somehow. I'm interested to see what happens <laughs> with Jimmy Butler. Apparently that's coming to a head yeah, oh, I, tomorrow yeah you know what's gonna happen with jimmy butler he's gonna be on a different team in like a week <laughs> yeah hey man this is this is something i wanted to bring up there's where, murmurings where, of the where, rockets being in, involved somehow. where do you guys where do you guys think he's gonna go the rockets i'd love him to go to Houston. for who brandon knight marquis chris first round uh, picks baby first round picks <laughs> he his contract is up right I feel, no i feel like they trade gordon too gordon's gone in that deal yeah and that's fine. That is fine. I'd still do that deal. But yeah, you do uh, that deal. You start Jimmy Butler with the three, you do that deal. No no problem. Figure it out. I don't know. Like. You could trade Kyrie. For for what? What? For what the rock for what the for what the Rockets bring to the table as far as like, you know, how much they're in love with three point shooting, would it really be smart for them to trade Eric Gordon for Jimmy Butler? Yes. They shoot around the same percentage. <laughs> what? Jimmy Butler Gordon is shoots awesome. like thirty six percent from three. He just shoots a fucking fuck ton of threes. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. I don't care about He's the just a volume shooting. shooter. I want Jimmy Butler on the floor. I don't. Shooter. Yeah, who cares? I want Jimmy Butler on the floor. Are you kidding me? As a third best player on the team, yes, you want Jimmy Butler. Even mm. if it's a rental, I would give up whatever it took outside of the 
the three and then Tucker. That's like the four guys. You know what I? Three. You know what Jimmy Butler would do instead of Eric Gordon when the Rockets have missed twenty straight three pointers? He, he would probably drive to the hoop and lay the ball or get fouled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like think of the free throws. I know this is gonna sound awful for all the people that hate watching the Rockets play basketball, but like, I mean, imagine how the like the free th- like Butler is a good player. Or he's good at getting to the line. So it's like then you have three guys that are really. Hold on, John is line. checking my facts to see how far away Butler and Gordon's three point shooting. Well, Gordon's are. three point percentage is lower than was, it would be. Yeah, Gordon was better by like three percent. Yeah. What was he at? Thirty eight uh, this year. Yeah. Ah, and and Butler was thirty five. Has he ever shot better than thirty five? Or is thirty five uh, the max? Let me see. That's a good question. I literally don't uh, care though about the three point shooting part. <laughs> like that part doesn't like that's. I mean, yeah, it's he'll shoot more, uh, but there'll be more. He'll have more wide open shots, and I just think he, him as a creator and a defender, like you just you do that deal yeah. and you figure it out. The highest he ever shot was thirty eight four years ago, so it's possible. Yeah, I guess the most underrated. But thing why is does Tiz why does Minnesota do that? Players. Why does Minnesota do that? Because they're gonna lose him regardless. But why why is why does it have to be to Houston? Oh no, it doesn't have to. You don't be think Houston. you don't you don't think they can find a better offer elsewhere? They might be able to find. Yeah, a better I'm sure offer. they can. The New York thing is there. I think that there's been rumors that he wants to play New York, and him being Porzingis would be interesting if Porzingis can stay healthy. So yeah. That's something. So what 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 do you think is like the if you had to guess where he's gonna be at by the time the season starts? Where's that? I think he'll be in Minnesota. Well, if he gets traded. Um. I have I mean, I have no idea. It's really hard to predict those things. Like, I didn't think anyone really predicted the Raptors until like a couple of days before it happened. So, it's it's hard to say. I think I could see New York. I'm just thinking like teams that would try. Like, yeah, L. A. would probably make a phone call, but they won't. They're not willing to give up any of their like they're not willing to give up Ingram, Kuzma, or Ball. What about the Clippers? The Clippers, um, yeah, I could see them making it. Uh, that same poo poo platter they offered for Kawhi. Yeah, like Tobias Harris and stuff. Yeah. Who who was that again? Tobias and who else was in that deal? I don't even remember. I actually like Tobias yeah, Harris. I think he's pretty I don't, good. Yeah, Tobias Harris is good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the Clippers should do that, but I think that they'll offer it. Yeah. I mean, giving Jimmy Butler a team in LA might be something that he's interested in. Also, he finally gets yeah. to get away from Tibbs, who has been <laughs> not so a good. I oh, an underrated off season signing, John. I got one for you. Um, Luol Deng. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joe, Joe Kim Noah is available yeah. now. So, how how many days until he signs for the Minnesota Timberwolves? Do you think? You know what? I'm not, <laughs> Over under one week. What I'm thinking, you know, what if Jimmy Butler just hated Chicago all along and was like, okay, I can deal with like two or three familiar old coworkers, and they signed Dang and Noah. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. Just get me out of here. <laughs> Dang, and then like, yeah, the Noah thing is out is looming. Oh, Jesus. Well, uh, someone on Twitter, yeah. I can't remember, it was on Matt Moore's podcast, but I can't remember who he was talking to, but the guy asked a question, he said, so does Tibbs, like, follow these guys to the big three, <laughs> like, next? <laughs> was, yeah, that's like, funny. Geez. It's true, though, yeah. like, he won't let go of the pass, and it's like, this is why you never let a coach be the GM, too, or, like, the heat? very rare the heat could things, be a good option for Butler? Yeah, Pat, it seems like something The, heat, the Heat like to gamble on guys in expirings. Who do they, who do they get back, though, like? Whiteside, like that's who they're offering. Tyler Johnson, Tyler, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, overpaid. Some other assholes, yeah. James Johnson. James I don't know. <laughs> James Johnson. Yeah, I mean, who was rumored to be a the, rocket, maybe, or a rocket the, uh, target. The two teams that I had in mind, who I mean, it would require Minnesota being okay with getting back like a package of young assets, but the two teams that I had in mind that I could see like kind of desperate to make a move were Denver and Milwaukee. 
Because Denver, Denver has been on the cusp of making the playoffs for like three years in a row. And, you know, if there's tension building there in like ownership or upper management about wanting to make the playoffs, that seems like a surefire way to do that. that is good. What do they do, That's trade good Gary Harris and Wilson Chandler? Or is, Wilson Chandler already left, right? Yeah, he's, he's on the Sixers now. now. Oh, uh, Harris and uh, who was the other one? Oh, uh, I was thinking, yeah, Harris and Lyles and like whatever draft picks would make it work. I would do that. That's not a bad deal. Goals. Yeah, if you're Denver, that's a that's a that's something you're interested in. <laughs> and then you run your offense through Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I don't. God know. forgive us all. So apparently that's <laughs> that's Jimmy Butler's gripe, right? Like that the young guys, like a that Tibbs is bringing in all the old Chicago people, and then b that these young guys really don't give a shit, and he's like, I don't want to yeah. waste a year. Yeah, I think his gripe is that Wiggins is awful at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and, and making Towns more money care. than everyone else on the team. Yeah, yeah Towns is uh, he's not interested. You know what an underrated winning, thing is? <laughs> winning any basketball games. The Rockets kept Clint Capella at a pretty good deal. That's something that the people talked about for like a for a hot minute and then sort of moved off. I don't know. I sort of disagree with yeah, you. I know. What? Fuck Capella's agent for not holding out. I was so pissed <laughs> off when they got him on that deal. <laughs> I think that it is a fair deal. I wouldn't call it a good deal. I think it's a pretty good uh, Dude, he... Yeah. He didn't have another offer. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> to say. Because was, they knew that he, they were going to match. It was, a, what it, was. it was a good deal because he was a victim of the market. I yeah. mean, if he was a free agent next summer when there was a lot more cash space, I think he would have gotten a much better deal elsewhere. I hope that he lives up to the deal. If he plays like he did last season, then I think he lives up to the deal. But if he progresses yeah. even like... He's already bit, better than that deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's already better than that deal. I think he's just... All right, I don't want to say... That's a hot take. I don't want to do it. I don't want to say it. <laughs> Save Go your on. hot take for the over Go on, man. say it. Say he's better than Rudy Gobert. Say it. <laughs> he is, man. <laughs> he's better than Did you watch Gobert. that playoff series? He's better than Rudy Gobert. Just wait till we get to the Utah Jazz section of the over-unders. <laughs> uh, I mean, just wait. I don't know what their over-under is, but... You're going to have to wear shorts because it's going to get so hot in here with the hot takes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and the other, and the reason why I said Milwaukee, too, for the Jimmy Butler trade is because I think... Giannis pressure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. as much as Giannis likes to say he's a bug for life, I mean, Kawhi Leonard said that last year, too, about <laughs> for life. You see what that happened. Let's see what that LeBron did, so. said The Clippers it. told Blake Griffin that he was a Clipper for life. They put him on a shirt with Martin Luther King. One of the most... I wish I had that shirt. You could probably find it. You could probably find it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, real quick. MVP favorite. Oh. Anthony Davis. Yeah. I think he gets injured. He didn't get injured last season. Or Giannis, then. Okay. Well, I have my same gripe about Giannis. I think that the Bucks are going to win like forty games. I actually Give him think the MVP that too, if you want to. He might score like thirty six <laughs> okay. points a game. Uh, MVP up. favorite. Uh, actually, I have another one too. Kevin Durant. And Durant. I don't think Durant's. I'm good. Gonna... They have five All Stars. They have five All Stars. It doesn't All-Stars. matter. I think the Rockets have four. <laughs> LeBron's on the They have two. Oh, Kawhi Leonard's my MVP. Yeah, favorite. I was gonna say Kawhi Leonard is Actually, one. If they yeah. no win sixty four games, then he'll have an outside chance. And then also Kyrie Irving. That team's gonna win sixty six games. So I think that's yeah. the same situation as the Warriors. Uh, I, I think know. if the Lakers get as... to the fifth or sixth seed, LeBron's MVP. Wow. Think. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think. I mean, I mean, that's gonna be the story of the whole year. I counter that with if the Raptors are the one seed, then Kawhi gets it. Yeah, that's a possibility. Even if the, both things happen, I think that the Raptors went out. Yeah, that's a possibility. But I don't think, that, obviously, for whatever reason, I don't think that the Raptors guys, are going to do that. Guys who change teams always have like a sort of, I don't know, I want to say they have an Yeah, it gives them a, like a PR bump. It's like, it's like so rejuvenation. It's more fun. Yeah, it's exactly. 
Which is why my number two is DeMar DeRozan. But moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think he has an outside chance. <laughs> oh, awesome. I think he's going to be better. I think he's... I think he's More like, of a chance than he ever had with the Raptors. I have, yeah, I mean, I think the Spurs are going to benefit from him being super salty about being traded, and he'll have a better year, so... I have one more thing to say about things that were underrated. Um, okay. The Lakers away jerseys have these ugly black panels. Can we just talk about that? Oh, like, those are the fucking worst jerseys. I haven't seen them yet. Why do they ruin a good thing? And they literally ugly. just had to close that gap with the colors, and they couldn't do You're that. Like, hey, let's put some black in this. Magic jersey. Johnson. <laughs> whoever is whoever's responsible for that <laughs> should be fired. <laughs> like, it just how can you mess that up? Like, it's like, hey, we're gonna do a Showtime era style jersey. They're like, all right, great. And then some guy was like, you know what would be even better? Black panels on the side of the away jersey. What? Yeah, those are awful. Stu- you already have a black alternate uniform. You don't need to throw black in the main <laughs> All right, road. So we're, okay. we're doing over-unders next week? Yeah. Just throw out a random prediction. It doesn't have to be championships or anything. Just something that you think is going to happen the that New hasn't York gotten much heat. The New York Knickerbockers make the playoffs. Wow. With, that, with like half a season of Kristaps gone? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they only win 38 games. <laughs> They go 38 and 44 and get the 8th seed. Mine is the Rockets win less than 60 games. It's not even interesting. <laughs> you guys both said they're going to win in the 62 to 65 range. I'm saying they're winning less I think the Rockets are going to win 75 games. That's, that's, me, <laughs> that's, that's me being high on them. What I've heard, what I, I feel like a lot of people's expectation is them being around 58. Yeah, that's where I think it's, it's yeah. 58. I think the yeah. over-under is 57 or 58. Running back to what I said earlier, my bold prediction. Running back? Markel Fultz is an all-star this wow. season. <laughs> I think he's making a comeback, but anyway. More likely that he is out of the rotation by the all-star break than he's on the team. Here's another Here's is, another one. Here's another terrible. one. I think, uh, I think Kevin Love is going to average like 26 points a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin Love might lead the league in scoring <laughs> every this <laughs> Also, is that before or after he gets traded? Uh, before. before. <laughs> if he's in a Cleveland uniform, he'll average like 26 to 28 points a game. And I actually think they have a chance at the 8th seed. Not a great chance, but they have an outside chance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this was Trolling the Paint. Dude. Let us All know right. if you like our new name. I came up with it. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Um, All right, then. Okay, so next week, over-unders and... um. Yeah, that would probably be the whole podcast, really. And uh, Jimmy Butler news that we have it, so. Okay, all right then. Well, we hoped you enjoyed our first episode back, and we'll see y'all next week. This was Trolling the Paint. Trolling the Paint. Trolling the Paint.